1: gonna be better than Spider-Man theme Spider-Man 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 This
0: is a solo episode today guys Lauren is not in
1: (laughs) That was a variant version of the Spider-Man theme song because we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home Far From Home No Way Home No Way Home one of the homes with the neuronerds back together again. Boom, let's go, Lauren. Let's go. Let's uh, hey, dive right in. Hi, I'm Joe.
0: And I'm Lauren.
1: And we are the, the neuro Neuronerds.
0: Yes, that was a okay. time!
1: I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. <laughs>
0: Oh, Welcome my to the Neural
1: Very excited, Lauren Elmanzano El on the other side of this mic. No. It, it, <laughs>
0: What's I, up, Lauren? How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like what we're going to talk about today, but I'm also like the Uber Disney overlords. So that's where it's like my disdain is coming from. It's like I'm sick and tired of consuming Disney uh, and Disney products. But I also acknowledge that you can be a fan and you can be over it.
1: I, I can't be. I can't be. I love it. I'm a fan i i am i'm energized but yeah that's true two things can be true and two things are true right now i'm a huge marvel disney yeah. fan yeah. and nice i'm energized because i'm talking to lauren el manzano right now it's so nice to see you lauren it really is i am <laughs> it, lo, lo, lauren has uh, you might need a little bit of energy right now because again i say it all the time people don't really understand when i say Lauren is the James Brown of everything she does. She literally is the busiest human being in the history of mankind. So I'm so thankful that she takes uh, some some time out of her day to spend with this idiot over here.
0: I'm uh, so thankful. I was going to say, I'm actually not that busy this month because uh, I'm not working at the moment. Hey. Uh, but instead, in its place are scheduled numerous, numerous doctor's appointments and therapy. And aso- oh,
1: therapy. so much. Oh no, the therapy is good. Just physical or are we going mental therapy too? Oh, it's
0: it's both. That's it's both. It's good, all good. good. But I'm also tired from that. As all, as many of us know, <laughs> the the therapy portion is harder, I think, than like your normal It's a different kind
1: wise. of tired, you know. It's it's uh, full yeah, body compass, as well as mind and soul. Yeah. It, it, it's exhausting. Do you want to know it's not exhausting? Spider-Man movies, uh, Lauren.
0: Finally, after a few weeks of being in theaters. I came through, guys.
1: It did. It did. (laughs) It it might even be enhanced. (laughs) Who knows? So after a long while, because normally I'm Mm -hmm. like first day Marvel guy, right? But, you know, we're in a different world. So I just wanted to take some time. I avoided the Internet for the most part because I didn't want to have anything spoiled for me. Mm -hmm. I had a a couple things here and there, but nothing really major. So we we finally did it. We went in to see Spider-Man No Way Home. I gotta tell you, I am a huge fan, massive fan. Probably the best Spider-Man <laughs> movie ever, and that's coming from me. And I'm a huge Spider-Man two fan. Not this iteration, like the Tobey Maguire <laughs> Spider-Man two.
0: Well, and that's what we are talking about today, guys. Joe's love for Spider-Man and this recent Spider-Man movie, which was good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a great movie, and I do think it was probably maybe outside. actually I think Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, was probably my favorite because that was the first one, right? And and and
1: True, true. It was also
0: like part of that era, same thing it's a, a little comic booky, a little cheesy, but it was a good movie. But um, we're also gonna talk about like how are some of the themes from the film. If you haven't seen it, spoilers for this entire episode, guys. But we're also gonna talk about how are some of the themes from the movie and how can we tie that into mental health? And or our community because that's always important, guys. Is, again, we consume media and media. For sure. oh, there's a term for this. It's like therapy through media or something like that. Um, but how that can affect our uh, progress one way or another.
1: Right. You know, we, we gotta sometimes uh, disconnect from our phones. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Do you want to know why? Because Spider Man is on our phones, and we gotta be on our phones trying to find out some more stuff about Spider Man. I I loved it. I did. Huge Spider-Man fan. Not only did I love Spider-Man, I got three Spider-Men. Three. Mm -hmm. Lauren, it was great. It was great to see old, and I say old, Tobey Maguire and I are basically the same age. I got to see old Tobey Maguire and Ageless Wonder, the new Paul Rudd, Andrew Garfield. You know he's he's 38 years old? He's 38 and he looks like he's still Mm -hmm. in his early 20s. It's (laughs) mind-blowing. And to be honest, I think he stole the show for me. I thought he was the best part of the movie, him and the Green Goblin. Uh, well, I uh, think Harry Osborn won Andrew Gofoe. Garfield had fantastic,
0: like one of the best and most emotional scenes in the film, and that's one of my yes. favorite moments of it. But yeah, and then of course Tom Holland, who is adorable. I, I adore Tom Holland and Zendaya. Yes. Like they're just awesome.
1: I I, w- I wasn't sold on her. I, I really wasn't. I wasn't sold on her uh, um, because everything I saw her in, I was like. Eh i don't know if it's vibing with me she was amazing i am now Mm -hmm. a huge fan of hers Mm -hmm. i will watch anything Mm -hmm. she does she's a really good actress she she showed off you know some of her chops in this movie very likable you know very like powerful and strong she has a presence about her i'm 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 a fan now and as much as i love tom holland i think he's a the prototypical spider-man i just andrew garfield was
0: fantastic
1: Mm -hmm. he was so good you know what's funny It's crazy when you put a really good actor in a movie with a really good story. It's amazing to see what happens as opposed to Spider-Man 2, the amazing Spider-Man 2 with him, which Mm -hmm. was hot trash where they try to fit so many things in. And if you think about it, this movie actually has more things packed into it and more characters than Spider-Man 2, but they did it the right way. And it just made, it just made, it gave me all the warm fuzzies. Doc Ock was incredible. Who really... You know, if we're talking about brain uh, parallels, there was a scene where the Green Goblin—again, all spoilers—so the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe's character from the original Spider-Man, he makes an appearance as the Green Goblin, and he finally kind of had his just due, as like, oh wow, he's the absolute Green Goblin, and it was kind of like this, um, almost like a two-faced type of thing, where he's Norman Osborn and he's you know he's a stern businessman, but he's still a kind person, and then you have the Green Goblin who is just this vicious, evil creature and he was going back and forth between those characters and when he like kind of went green goblin and then he came back to harry it reminds me of the times where i kind of go disassociative and i don't remember exactly what's happening after my brain injury i have like those moments and he literally said and his face reminded me of myself when i'll have a dissociative episode and felice will be looking at me and she's like are are you are you okay and in my mind, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And she's like, I've been trying to talk to you for like a minute and you're not, you know, you were somewhere else. And my immediate response is, what did I do? Because I always feel like, did I do something crazy? Did I say something? Did I look like an insane person? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast.
0: You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release.
1: Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro you No, know, the vanity kicks in. Also, it's scary to not remember, a, a, like, a, not a huge chunk in time, but, like, mm-hmm. moments in time, which is really weird. So he had that moment where he was literally like, what did I do? I was like, oh, I felt that. So Wait, much. are
0: you talking Harry or Norman Osborne?
1: Norman, Norman. I keep saying Harry, Norman Osborne.
0: Okay, yeah. I was like, James he, he was he be was definitely
1: back. not going to be in a Marvel movie, <laughs> especially with the recent yeah. events. But I I thought Willem Dafoe. I I know Willem Dafoe is an amazing actor. He just he him and Tom Holland, Tom Holland, him and Andrew Garfield completely stole the show. They really made the movie for me. And I, I am, mm-hmm. uh, I will watch anything that they do moving forward where before I'd be like Andrew Garfield, eh, I'm cool. No, I'm on board. Very attractive man. Very funny dude. I, I'm, I'm in. I thought he was great.
0: I think for the one biggest thing I liked, him mean, again, it's a good movie. It was really good. We got the meme. <laughs> we got the three Spider-Men. Like it was awesome. And we got the, the, what was it? The, it was a, an ad-libbed line, right? Like, I that love very right? so Like good. that was so sweet. Like that was ad-libbed i didn't know it was ad-libbed oh yeah that was that uh, was one of the most
1: memorable lines because it was just this beautiful moment with them three and he just stops him for a second and he's like i love you guys and they, they kind of looked at him they're like yeah it was really it was awkward but beautiful exactly what peter parker would mm-hmm.
0: be so i think we can all go back to the second iteration or second generation of spider-man which was the andrew garfield era and what is one of the most uh tragic moments of that second series of Spider-Man movies is when Peter can't yeah, save Gwen. Stacey, right. And there's right, and you know, there's a the moment that Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy when she realizes that Peter can't reach her and she actually closes her eyes in the scene. So if you go back and watch the two scenes side by side. But if you watch the Gwen Stacy one, her eyes close on the realization that Peter won't make it right and so and then of course yeah she doesn't make it either and so what was really nice was here we had mj right plummeting to her death and we had you know and then here comes andrew garfield peter parker right so we have a, you know it's not his mj right. it's not even his gwen stacy right but he still takes the plunge and dives down to try to save her. Can you imagine the amount of trauma and PTSD (laughs) he's having, these flashbacks, right, knowing that he failed before to save someone he really loved? And then here he has MJ, who is another Peter's beloved, right? And so he's like, I'm going to go save another Peter's beloved. And he dives and dives and dives, and he's able to save her, right? And I think uh, I think if you look at I have to rewatch the scene, but if you look at the scene, Zendaya oh, never closes. I, I her eyes I
1: have to watch that again. Right?
0: She's she, yeah. She has her. So yeah, if you look at the two scenes side by side, Gwen Stacy closes her eyes on a realization that yeah. she won't be saved. And so, well, and if you think about MJ, she's kind of always been saved by Peter. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? She's like Peter's never failed her. So this this MJ, this is another right. Peter. She doesn't know him, and he like she doesn't. She doesn't have that doubt, and then of course Andrew Garfield saves her. And what does he do? He just starts crying, right? Because he was able to save someone. He was able to save someone a Peter loved when he lost. So I think that's also you know beyond you know whatever whatever other themes there were in the movie. I'm actually interested in seeing how trauma is Mm -hmm. presented on screen, and especially Disney's version of trauma because think about it every disney princess movie, there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of trauma in every disney princess movie, right. but it's never really addressed in a mature or um m- modern n- nuanced way so i i would be curious to see how key, going forward how some of these bigger more serious issues are presented and dealt with and i felt that was actually a really nice uh cathartic release for peter number Two. To not only have saved a loved one of a Peter, but then, you know, yeah. him to have done it. And then he had that cathartic release of the crying that he was able to do it. And and, and Andrew Garfield's acting is
1: so just like... good. Also, beautiful kiss, man. So. Very attractive man. It was the ultimate redemption arc. You know, he wasn't able to save his girl, you know, his love. But he was able to save another mm-hmm. Peter Parker's love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had an opportunity to do something that he wasn't able mm-hmm. to do for himself, which... I I, I had those feels as soon as he saved her and she was standing there next to him. He broke and I'm sitting there and I broke. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Lauren, I cry all the time. But yeah, it was it was really emotional. It was beautiful. It was like such a, a, a nice moment. To be honest, if we're talking about like parallels between brain injury recovery, I think a lot of us during our recoveries, we've failed in certain aspects, whether it be, you know, a lot of it is mental health stuff. A lot of it is. I don't know the what the way we process the way we like engage with people, Wait, things you, we didn't know. What'd
0: did you say? You said we fail. Yeah,
1: I think we 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 fail. We fail in in things early on, not like ultimately, but like early on, we'll do things that you know. Hey, let's just shove it down and not talk about it. That's failure. That's not helping yourself. It's hurting yourself. Is it?
0: Though?
1: well in, in that moment? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you do it, I understand. Is it the right thing to do? Absolutely not. If anything, I think it pushes us further back in recovery.
0: And see, I would disagree with that because sometimes really? that's the only coping mechanism that you have. Well, no, and that's sometimes
1: true. It's order, okay, it is. To,
0: no, no, no. So wait. So I think sometimes if your coping mechanism means you survive to fight another day, mm-hmm. then it is a healthy mechanism. You know, not just shutting it down and not being able to talk about it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing or a negative or it's absolutely unhealthy. I think sometimes you have to shut things down in order to fight and live another day when you're stronger to deal with it.
1: I, I agree with that. I do. I do. But I, th- I think there has to be that understanding, which I never had like my entire life of wait, wait, there's a different way. There's another way. There's something other than just shoving it down, reverting into myself and pretending like everything is okay. I didn't know that. So I was surviving. Yes, but I was never, ever really living, you know? So when I kind of realized and I figured out through going through therapy, through connecting with others, it's like, oh, oh, there's another way. It made me feel amazing. All I would think in those moments is God, I wish I knew this ahead of time. God, I wish I had these tools and I wish I knew this stuff before my brain injury. So it's kind of like, I look back and I'm like, I I almost feel like I, I wasted a certain amount of time. So now When I have an opportunity to share, even here in talking about it, if there's another survivor out there that hears this and reverts into themselves or just, you know, keeps quiet and shoves things down, okay, you're you're surviving. Okay, that's great. There is a better way. And it feels so much better once you're able to kind of release, process this stuff out, and then grow. I wish I knew this stuff ahead of time. So I talk about it now because I maybe I I wish I heard it back then. So I kind of feel like I'm Andrew Garfield and I'm helping others in their journey where I failed early on. I didn't figure out how to, you know, uh, live and fix these things until much later. So hopefully these words will resonate with uh, some people out there.
0: I would just always be careful in the sense of, because I would think again, if we're thinking to Spider-Man number two, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do one, two and three for the three different Spider-Mans as I hold up four fingers. I think the word, fail is an interesting word and it is a charged word
1: it is Uh, It is. i
0: literally uh, guys i'm literally back in therapy to deal with all the stuff from my recent ish that i still not talking about um but you know literally had a therapy appointment today and there was a lot of talk about the word failure Mm -hmm. and one person's failure is not the same as someone else's and there is society there's a like a overarching like societal definition of failure and so I think it would just it, it's even when you're so when we're talking about brain injuries squares I would always just caution that words like failure are absolute terms which mm. means there is a succeed there's a success and there's a fail when in reality it is a gray it is a gradient it is a spectrum of fail pass and fail because it's just like school you can pass with an A, you can pass with a B or a C. I wouldn't know that because, you know, I didn't, you know, get anything lower than a B in school. Um, But, you know, (laughs) but you can, you know, there's a fail as well. But uh, that's, I I would always be, I would always be cautious about using absolute terms because, you know, yes, I agree. There is a better way. There is healthier coping mechanisms, but it's also important to acknowledge that some people aren't Ready, even if they hear it and they acknowledge that there is a better way and there is another way and there's a positive, you know, there's a quote unquote positive way to go through it. Sometimes people aren't ready. So, if I think about Spider Man number two, did he really fail in the sense of saving Gwen Stacy? Sure, he did not rescue her, but did Mm -hmm. he murder her? Was he the reason, you know, like that wasn't really Spider Man's fault, it was the villain's fault that she died for sure. So spider-man as in himself of course views it as a personal failing but we as the audience when we watch someone like andrew garfield spider-man we empathize with him and we sympathize because it wasn't his fault right but he's of course as especially as a hero of his story is going to take on that failure and take on that responsibility when sometimes things that happen to us and things are out of our control of the situation it's not our responsibility. And so sometimes assigning failure and success compound the feelings of guilt and inadequacy.
1: I, I struggle with the word failure for, for years. I still do, clearly. Mm-hmm. What's helped me is uh, Felisa's father, you know, greatest man I, I've ever known. He, he helped me with the word failure, where he's like, we never ever fail if you continue to try, mm-hmm. which that shifted the way that I thought about things. So I'm like, no, I failed. At th- I didn't do this. And it's like, yeah, what have, did you get back up and you try it again? It's like, yeah, well, you, you didn't fail. You're working through it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like a work in progress. So I I think when I say a failure, I think I'm mostly talking about me. Like early on, I felt like I I failed. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, you are 100 percent right when you say people might not be ready. Mm -hmm. Even if I heard all of these things said to me by myself, my, you know, uh, uh, Earth uh, 616 version of myself saying all these things, I might not have been ready to put them into effect and, and put them into action in my own life. So mm-hmm. I understand that. I hope, I really hope the things that we're talking about resonates and then you guys will make that change because I don't want anybody else to suffer. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's kind of like we, we have this new vision, this new perspective, and it's like, I, 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 why does somebody have to go through some of the things that we went through to come out on the other side feeling amazing, like just let's feel amazing now. But it's it's everyone's journey, you know. Everybody, whenever they're ready to, to to do this thing, they'll do it. I just really hope that it's a lot sooner, and you don't have to deal with a lot of the shit that we had to deal with, you know.
0: Yeah, Joe is your cheerleader waiting for you guys at the finish line, saying, "Come join us! Come join us! Come join the Spider mans But I'm the one that's your coach. That's like, if you do this fast, you're going to tear your handspring, and then you're not going to be able to get there. Like, it's it's all about. This has been my huge epiphany is it's all about balance. Oh, Jesus. It's about balance, guys. Thanos was right. Yes. Are
1: you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the Neuronerds. If you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury, like stroke, regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get into thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit ModusNova.com slash The Neuronerds to learn more. Use special code The Neuronerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit ModusNova.com slash The Neuronerds to get started.
0: And, <laughs> you know, thinking about another, like, okay, all the Spider Men's are traumatized, right? Absolutely. But think about Tom Holland. I'm sure he also, you know, he takes on, the. that was what, uh, Far From Home was the whole dealing with his guilt and trauma over Tony, like, of course, like, you can't escape it. And I think that's what's kind of cool about Spider-Man, especially as he's adjusted by actor and by his relationships and how he comes to his suit and stuff like that because it's changed per Spider-Man, is I think it's interesting as that Spider-Man deals with their own poignant and timely issues. And it speaks to that generation of viewer. Right. So I think whatever Spider-Man you identify with, and it could be the Tom Holland one, or it could be a Toby one, or it could be Miles Morales, or or it could be one from the comic books that hasn't made it to screen yet. I think it's important to find the ones that best, you know. Maybe you go through the different Spider-Mans. You're like, oh, at this phase, I'm like Toby McGuire, and then this one, I am Miles Morales, yeah. and that's what you know. Having these archetypes and these characters to relate to can help because sometimes you can't put into words what you're feeling again on the type where you can't talk about it. Sometimes it helps having these characters that you can say, well, I'm feeling the way so-and-so felt here. Like I reflect on that, even though, you know, you're not out there swinging on uh, spider silk and webs, you know, saving as a vigilante, saving the day, but you know, you could identify with one of those characters.
1: Right. I I think, you know, there's another thing that came with what all of them dealt with is anger. You know, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. pain in loss. Mm -hmm. And as brain injury survivors, we lost literally we lost ourselves at some point. A lot of anger comes with that. He lost a family member and a lot of pain came with that. And you can go, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, most of the time it's one of two ways. You know, you can be a little bit more accepting and, and still stay kind at heart. Or you could just become bittered and angry and let that consume you. And for a brief second in the movie, he let it consume him. It was really, really nice, though, that he had an alternate version of himself who actually went through that pain, which is another brilliant Andrew Garfield moments where he was just like, I've been there. And and he's the one that basically like was like, hey, let's 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 not become a villain. You know, you're a hero. Like, let's let's stay the hero. Um, I, I, I just thought, thought it was brilliant and I, I like that because I think all of us at some point we get bitter we get angry we get like upset and we can become ugly people you know if we mm-hmm. let it consume us I'm thankful that I didn't let it consume me because I have you know amazing people around me that I I listen to you know I, I don't let it go overboard and I, and I try to reel myself back in where if I was left to my own devices I would just be alone in a corner of a room cursing everybody and being angry, not living life and just being like an alternate version of Dr. Strange, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. evil, ugly, and, and, and terrible. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all three Spider-Man. I love how all three of them came together and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of like fractured versions of ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, like we we look back at certain parts of our lives uh, throughout our recovery and it's like, Oh yeah, I was at this phase. I wish I knew this earlier on. And then later on, you learn this lesson. Oh, man, I wish I was at that phase. And somebody, this person could tell me this. Tom Holland had that. He had, you know, two other versions of himself telling him what their journey was. And it kind of helped, I think, guide him in a better direction. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what happens in our community. You know, listening to your journey. There's so many people out there, Lauren, who are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go this way, where if they didn't hear any of this, they'll go the other way. In that other direction, it might be really, really painful.
0: Correct. And I 100% agree that that's what we need. But I always think of like how many Spider-Man were there? There were three. How many possibilities are there? There's infinite, right? Endless. According to, yeah, endless, right? So I think in that sense, too, is that's the way the journeys can go. It's not one or the other. It's not hmm. when dealing with anger, it's like you move past it and you're amazing or you become bitter and um, miserable. There's also that gray. going back to our other episode we did about the different, the Sith and the Jedi and the great Jedi, which by the way, a lot of people really related to that. I got a lot of messages about it. So I'm glad that you guys really liked that episode, but same thing here. We're going back to talking about anger and trauma. And it's the same idea is there's a spectrum of everything. It's not yeah. black or white. And I think the fact that there's the infinite possible, the endless possibilities and the multiverses, should give us hope that there's other avenues to get to where we want to go. Sometimes, if you're willing to put in the work.
1: True, true. It all it all comes down to us. It 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 really does, you know. And look, it's a new world. It, it this isn't like back in the day, like old school comics and TV shows where it's like, no, Batman good, Joker bad, right? Like, absolutely. Hero, hero, ultimate good. Villain, ultimate bad. There is so much gray in the world. Like my favorite comic book character, which is the Punisher. Some people look at him as a villain. I look at him as a hero. You know, it's it's the, the, they're all I think some of my all of my favorite comic book characters are gray Jedi's with the exception of, I think, Spider-Man. I think he's the only Boy Scout.
0: I don't think the Punisher is a great Jedi. Not that we're getting you don't into think this. So? the Punisher is not. No, <laughs> because, because he's
1: a- he he's ultimate. He's ultimate good. If you did something bad, you need to be punished for doing bad. But he's doing sith things to these villains not jedi things because they need to be punished but he's doing it for a good cause i think that's a, a very gray area
0: nope nope i would disagree <laughs> remember there's spectrums even of the sith and spectrum Th- the Jedi.
1: that's true that's true <laughs> and it's all connected star wars marvel disney oh, same God, umbrella
0: yes. the overlords Um, But I also think going back to um, one of the things was the idea of sometimes you can feel like a fish out of water in whatever world, either directly post injury or post treatment, while you're in treatment, while you're in therapy, a few years down the line, you know, regardless of where you are in your recovery phase, I think we all have moments of this like, wait. Mm, this things don't quite fit, or they don't quite match. It's not quite what I remember, or what I thought it would be. And I think sometimes, like again, this would be like the Toby Maguire and the Andrew Garfield showing up, and it's like, wait, this there's a Peter Parker, there's an MJ that doesn't look like MJ. You know, like the villains are a little bit different.
1: Yeah, J- Jamie Fox is a very attractive uh, Electro, and he's not, you know, have bad hair and bad teeth, which was really, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really weird. That 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 was really weird. But, you know, in our recoveries, I think also when you open yourself up and you listen to other, you know, survivors journeys or some advice from a fellow survivor, I think it's really, really helpful. But it's your responsibility to to listen and put it into effect. Lauren, you saved me several times, obviously, but in particularly with my toxic positivity because mm. I was I was toxically positive because mm-hmm. I was so afraid of the negative like it would just consume me. So I was I do know. Everything's fine. And you're like. Is
0: it? No.
1: No. <laughs> Is it? And no. oh man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have you know sat down and like processed some stuff and like stood in those feelings and grown past it. But I, I, I listen to you. I respect you, and I put it into action. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. like I feel good about that. I, I hope other survivors, you guys are, are listening to some of the things we're saying. If it resonates with you and you think it's going to make a difference, put it into effect. You know, I don't think there's anything that you, we're saying that we're off point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think there's anything we're saying that would be negative towards any survivor. I think we're for the most part, we're like pretty positive. Right. But realistically positive, not just like yeah. it's fine. Everything is great. No, I, I think, you know, we we want everybody to to succeed and we don't want anybody to fall in the same traps that we've fallen into. So if these things resonate with you, you know, what? put them into effect, put them into action. It's like we've we've been through it. We, the NeuroNerds, we're always here to help. We're not here to hinder. The catchphrase, mm-hmm. Lauren, isn't the NeuroNerds are here to hinder. <laughs> it's oh, God. The NeuroNerds are here to help. Always. You know? And mm-hmm. that's what we're here to do. And if the, any of this resonates with you, if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, hit us up. If you're like, Joe, 100% the Punisher is a great Jedi. I'm on board with that. If you're like, Joe, you're an idiot. Lauren's right. Tell her, say Joe is an idiot. The Punisher is not a great Jedi. It's not even in the same universe. You know? Oh, if you want to do that, how would you do that? You could attempt to reach out at my beautiful, tiny ass kicking co-host at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram Attempt. (laughs) Like that's the key word attempt. You can reach out to me at Joe. So rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us, the neuro nerds at the neuro nerds everywhere. Well, on the socials you can't just like you know show it's like a ralph's yeah, look for, at the Nerds. We're, we're not there <laughs> or if you're in the middle of the country a kroger oh god ralph's is west coast right i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> i hope you guys really uh you know uh, um take in some of the things that we said because sincerely for me in particular i i really don't i i, I just want to help i don't want anybody to suffer the way that i've suffered so like i really hope you take some of the things we said and put them into action because. Like I said, the neuro nerds were not here to hinder. We are here to help. And on that, Spider Man can do anything a spider can. Notes. These neuro nerds are out. I really like my rendition of Batman Spider Man intro. I like that. I think I think it's oh, gonna gosh. be big. I think it's gonna be a good one.
0: If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you.
1: Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.